The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. Today we catch up with Nuno Teixeira of ESPN. He's the producer of Greeny, one of the producers on Greeny on ESPN Radio. We find out the differences between Greeny's radio program and Get Up, the television show, and how the two differentiate from each other. We talk about if he can ever beat Hembo to the stats of the day. And he also did a spell producing for the Jerry Springer show. There's got to be a story there. Before I got into this media thing as a, a older person, I, you know, I worked for a credit card company for almost eight years and call centers and things of that nature. Then I went and I was selling cars for three years. I went back to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and they hooked me up with an internship at NBC down in Stanford, Connecticut. A part of my internship was I worked on the Jerry Springer show as well as Steve Wilkos. On Sundays, I was part of the audience group, so I was hanging out at the Stanford Mall getting people to sign up for tickets. People loved loved coming to the Jerry Springer show. And then on Wednesdays, I was hanging out with the assistant editors for Jerry Springer, Wilkos, and actually Maury Povich would be sitting in a little ingest room, and I was hanging out with them. And it was funny because, like, one of the assistant editors, his job was to go through the audience. He would have to pixelate anything in the Jerry Springer show. Well, where there's a T-shirt, someone giving the middle finger, someone ripped someone's clothes off, like <laughs> just sitting there and pixelated. It was it was truly fascinating to see how producers dealt with with people that actually wanted to be on that show. It was kind of like, hey, okay, we brought you here. Part of the things for their PAs or interns were if they were handling the the guests, make sure when they went out they didn't get too uh, you know they didn't party too much. Make sure they showed up on time. It was very much this is what you're going to wear. Like I don't care that you bought a new outfit. Like so it was very interesting to say the least. What's the difference between TV production and radio production? It's funny because as someone who does you know we are simulcast. But at the end of the day, any show that we are doing, it's a radio show. Yes, you want the TV. You know, you're concerned about how it looks. You're concerned about camera angles. You're concerned about, uh, you know, topic bars and and making sure you have the right font. Um, whereas for radio, it's what is the content? You know, that's the biggest focus for us. And it's something I've had to learn. It's kind of, you know, that delicate balance where it's, Word radio, I don't care what it looks like. No, like I need to make sure that TV looks, you know, it looks good and they're following along. So I think it's just for anyone who does radio and then does the TV thing. It's kind of, you know, radio, you can expand more versus the TV aspect. So it's just those little quirks. But I've learned, and we'll we get into this, like I've learned a lot from being, you know, working with Greeny and being around and having conversations with the get up producers and things of that nature. It's helped me do radio better. I've learned those little tricks and kind of, Oh, what are they doing on TV that I can, that I can bring onto radio. Um, and it's, again, it's that I've been able to develop as a producer because of that. Greeny's show. 
How do you make sure that you differentiate the radio product from the TV product we just watched for several hours prior to? The good thing is we can go more in depth, right? So, so my biggest thing that I like to do is I know he's being with the producers. He's been given other information and topics and things of that nature. For me, it becomes how can we take a topic that even has been done on TV, but make it a radio specific topic, whether, you know, it's asking different questions, you know, it's something that spawned during football season. We have a, a segment called Nuno's notes every Monday. And it's kind of just my thoughts based upon games. Right. So everyone's talking about the same games, but it's, Hey, here's like what I was thinking on there. And it's kind of, let's give it a different perspective. Like we can go more in depth, right? I, I say that one of the best segments that we have every week is our one place to begin, one place to start um, every for every segment that we do at 10 o'clock, especially during the football season. The analysts that were on Get Up are there, right? So on a Monday, it could be Rex Ryan and Ryan Clark. On a Tuesday, Dominique Foxworth and Jeff Saturday. They're coming off of Get Up. But like we're, we get to go more in depth on conversations, right? Because we can play with the clock a little bit, you know, a little bit like, oh, we're supposed to get out here. Let's just push it a little. Like we can get more into the, the, the nuts and bolts of a conversation. And then, of course, you know, we can also focus on our b- bigger affiliates, right? We focus, we make sure we focus on New York. We focus on Chicago, just of that nature. So it allows us to get in depth more on just conversations. You know, you talk about getting into the business late. I got to be honest, selling cars seems more lucrative financially than 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 production of anything. How exactly did you get into the business in the first Why did you want to get into the business in the so, first place? So I always wanted to do media, right? I grew up in, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I grew up listening to uh, Mike and the Mad Dog. So I always wanted to do this, right? And then, yes, my life took that, uh, took me down a different path. And then I got to a point that I'm like, I want to, you know, at least try to live out this dream. And and what I realized in, and I knew going into it was it was going to be a lot of work, right? It was going to be long hours. You know, when I first started, I started working at a network down in Stanford, Connecticut, a business network. I didn't know anything. Like I remember and I walked in for an interview, I shadowed. The ops manager offered me the job after I was done. It was the same money. You know, when you sell cars, you make a weekly salary and then then you then you make a, uh, your commission. Um, so it was it matched my weekly salary. So I'm like, all right, I don't have to work, you know, in terms of selling cars. If it snowed, we had to be out there cleaning those cars. Right. Mm-hmm. During the summer, like we were running the cars through the car wash. If, there, you know, it was such a cutthroat business that at some point it was just like, all right, this isn't for me. Yes. The money could be good, especially when you have great week, uh, months and weeks, but like it just was that day-to-day grind was just too much. But I walked into a company that I didn't realize that the owner was, had been charged by the sec for security frauds. Oh. <laughs> so, right. I didn't realize that. And, but um, I didn't realize that occasionally when we were supposed to get paid on a, you know, every other Thursday, sometimes we didn't get paid till like the following Monday. And then you had to be the first one. You had to rush out to get your check cash because you didn't know if money was going to be in that account. <laughs> but, but, but that situation, 
I, again, uh, my ops manager, John Iannuzzi at that point, he took me under his wing, right? So he, he showed me the technical aspect, right? And we learned it, it was such a bad place where our commercial logs computer or that, you know, our, that fired off our spots was so old and used to overheat that there was a window fan attached to the back of it. <laughs> so like you had to learn how to troubleshoot. Right. But he taught So he taught me a lot of the technical stuff. He taught me, we would do a lot of tape to live shows. So it was learning how to, you know, record and making sure the segments timed out. I would help him with um, scheduling. So, which has come in handy now as I'm part of our scheduling group for radio. So, it taught me all these valuable lessons that I was that I was able to take into once I got a job at ESPN New York as a part-time board uh, producer. How does the Greeny show separate itself from the Mike and Mike days? I mean, obviously, you could go to the well, I'm sure, and <laughs> yeah. draw on that, and there would be a nostalgic factor that would make it work. But there's also the idea that we're not Mike and Mike. We right. want to be different than that show. So how do you differentiate between the past and the present? So I think one of the great things that, you know, that Greeny's done is he's incorporated the staff, right? So whether it's myself, Hembo, Bubba, who used to work on Mike and Mike, you know, we've become the hashtag group. So, right, it's there's more of that involvement. There are days where we won't have any guests, right? It just will be us. It will be, you know, we incorporate calls, which was something that they rarely, if ever, did on Mike and Mike. So we, you know, we do caller segments. Um, it's just that more of a, just a relaxed and just having fun and we get to the topics, but there's, I think that's where you see a bigger difference. How does Hembo get the stats so quickly? He's got every stat in the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a cheat code for all those uh, guys with the, you know, that came from stats and info. They're great. <laughs> and, and, and one of the things that like I lean on on myself, whether it's, you know, when I'm producing the show or, or, you know, helping other guys on the weekends um, produce shows is, you know, our Slack channels with SIG and like, it allows you to, with Stats and Info, it allows you, there are things there constantly that allows you to take a conversation in a different way and think about it and so forth and um, versus just reading an article and saying, all right, like we're going to talk about should Aaron Judge be the MVP? Okay, great. But there's also the, hey, look what Vegas is saying. His odds have changed the last three days, that type of thing. So it's trying to use as much resources as possible. I do get a little of enjoyment where Greeny will ask Kemble something, and, like, if I can Google it faster than him and just <laughs> hop in his talk back and be like, here's the answer. Like, there are little <laughs> victories for me here and there. I'll get you out of here on this. You know, I would say on probably half the episodes, I've asked the producers for like, what advice would you give to this group of people? I'll ask you that. If somebody is listening to this and they want to make a career change, right? They're not going to school for this outright and getting into it at 22. If they want to get into it later, what's your advice to that group of people? Make sure that you are prepared to work extremely hard. And not only hard, but like your life your personal life, you don't end up having one early on to get to that point that you want, right? So I was working at a network. And then once I got a part-time job at ESPN New York, I was still working at that network. And then going into the city, you know, five days a week. So my days were in Stanford till three, rushed to the city to be there by five, left at midnight, back up in the, you know, home by three o'clock in the morning, 
um, back in by seven. It's make sure you're ready to do that. Uh, I also think make sure you're willing to say yes for all opportunities, right? Um, working hard will get you those opportunities, but then what you do within with them will make a bigger difference. And if and when you get to that point, you think you've made it, for instance, you know, oh, I produced Greeny. I think I made it. Yes, the you need to continue to work hard because your your goals will change the and what is re, uh, required of you will change, right? So it's great just focusing on your show, but now you have the added responsibilities, the managing people, the being involved in decisions and things of that nature. So it's just be prepared. Tell your loved ones you'll see them in <laughs> five to seven years um, <laughs> when you think you've made it. And be don't be afraid to take opportunities. You know, start if you know, wanting to work at a network is your dream or your goal, go work at a local station. You're not going to get paid a lot, but you'll learn a lot that's going to be valuable for you when you get to that place that you want to be in. All right, there's Nuno Teixeira of ESPN Radio talking about a lot of good stuff involving the work he does with Greeny on ESPN Radio. I really liked how we talked about the difference between television and radio and how you can go much more in-depth on radio. And it's something that I think we all recognize in the business, but it's still good to hear people say that because it continues to reaffirm what we do and how truly special it really is. Also, love the stories about Jerry Springer. I didn't know there was someone whose sole job it was was uh, to um, pixelate out the uh, colorful things from the crowd. We'll see you next time on the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com. 